Hello, everyone. Welcome to Zimbabweans What's Next, the podcast where we're interviewing professionals in Zimbabwe. Today, we are looking at a software developer, I would say entrepreneur as well, um, who is here to talk more about the software, his software engineering experience. And so another questions uh, that we're going to find from Google, his name is Tinashe Mzondiwa, and we are so grateful for you, Tinashe, coming here today. Uh, Tinashe, welcome to the podcast. And um, how are you doing? Thank you very much and thank you for having me and yeah i'm doing great all right so start yeah. by telling us who you are uh how you came to become a software engineer okay so yeah my name is nashim zundiwa i'm uh I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, I'm a, uh, I'm a husband, I'm a father to two beautiful girls, and I'm also a senior Android engineer at, at Slack, and I currently uh, live in Ontario, Canada. I moved here three years ago yeah, with my, with my family. So how I got into software development, I think it's a, it's a long story, but basically I'll go back to when I was still in Zim. When I was still in Zim, I think I left Zimbabwe 20, 2009, 2010. So I started my first year, uh, I studied in Cape Town, uh, South Africa, at a university called uh, Cape Peninsula University of Technology. I started there my first year in 2011. So when I when I did my A-levels, I basically from, from all levels, I passed all my subjects, I passed all my 10 subjects that I did. And then I went to do maths, biology and chemistry. So yeah, I thought I was, you know, I was I was going to be able to 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 pass those those subjects, but unfortunately, life happened. I I failed my my first uh, sitting of A levels. So uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna give you excuses. But right now, when I look at it in hindsight, now I think it was it was it was a, a fortunate thing for me to do because if I if I had passed those subjects, I would have done something different. But right now, I can't imagine doing something different to other than what I'm doing at the moment. So I failed my 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 A-levels. I failed all the three subjects. And then the next year I wrote again, but I only registered for mathematics. So I was very good in, in, in maths and I loved maths. I just loved solving problems. That's what's kind of my 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 passion. I I I sort of like loved that fulfillment that I had this problem and I did something about it and I solved it. So that's what I I, I loved about maths. So I went again and I wrote maths the next year and I managed to, I passed maths. Uh, so what happened was 2009, I think 2009, I, I had a sister who was living in, in, in Johannesburg at that time. So when I finished writing my exams, she invited me to, to, to South Africa, come to South Africa for like a month, just, you know, see where, where I live. So I went there, I stayed in, in Joburg for like a month. And I, I didn't I didn't like it at all. It was it was it was too fast for me. It was I I didn't feel safe and 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 all. So there was a lot of restrictions. There were a lot of places you couldn't go. There are things that you couldn't do. So I didn't I didn't I didn't love that. And then when I was about to leave, go back to Zim, I I had also another brother who was in Cape Town. So my older brother said, yeah, just come to Cape Town, you know, and 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 see the the beach. Have some time at the beach. So I I went there to Cape Town. 
the first day I arrived in Cape Town, I, I loved it. It was just so different from, from Joe Big. It was so free. It was just, you know, it, I felt like I was at home. So when I so I ended up living in Cape Town for like nine years. That's where that's where I met my wife. That's where we had our first uh, first child. So I studied. Uh, and then when I got there in Cape Town, he just said, why don't you look for, you know, you just finished your A-levels, just look for university here. So I applied, I got the place and I just, I knew uh, in my mind, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I just knew that I wanted to do something that has to do with, with computers. I didn't know about software development. I didn't know about software engineering at that time. I just wanted to do something to do that had to do with computers. So I registered for an IT uh, it was an IT diploma that you do in three years. And then after that, you do a BTEC. So yeah, the first year, second year was very easy. Like I'm sure you you, you know that if you go to university, uh, first year and second year is basically a repetition of what you did in A-levels. So first year, second year, you're just getting distinctions. That's kind of the 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 the, the, the norm. So because you're just repeating what you did in A-levels. So it was very good. And then we went to the practicals. We went to, we did like Java. I and I was introduced to Java and I loved I loved doing Java. I loved that's the same feeling I had when I was doing mathematics. I kind of felt the same way. You know, you, you're presented with a problem. Here's a problem, and how do you solve it? So that's how I I started uh, doing Java. I loved the practical. I didn't really love the theory of like pro, uh, like uh, product management, all that kind of stuff. I I loved the technical stuff, like solving the algorithms and all of that stuff. Yeah. So that's how I got into into loving Java. And one time uh, when I was now doing my final year diploma, uh, someone from church, like an elder, I was coming from church one evening, like a Wednesday evening, and someone said to me, uh, young man, I, I know you're doing programming in, in school. Uh, why don't you, why don't you try and, uh, so I'm, like I said, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. So he, he said to me, why don't you do a mobile app for like the the hymnals, Seventh Day Adventist hymnals, we only have those those apps in English, but we also need those apps in in our languages in Shona, Debele, right? So I was like, ah, no, that's a that's a good idea. I, I never thought about that, but now, so like like I'm going to repeat this uh, a lot because that's how it is with software development. There's just a problem that's presented to you. And then you think to yourself, how do I solve that problem? So this, in this case, this was a problem presented to me. I needed to make an, a, a, a mobile application that's a hymnal that we could use in our languages, Shona and Debele. So I had to figure out how do I make an Android application? Obviously I couldn't do iOS at that time. I didn't have a Mac, you know, all those things. So yeah, I, I Googled that. Uh, Android development at that time was using Java. I was pretty good at Java at that time and I loved it. So it was very easy for me to get to get into start uh, development. So I I figured out how to make the app. Now the question was, how do I get the the words of the of the of the hymnals? So I got in touch with some uh, uh, people from the conference in in Zimbabwe. They sent me they sent me like uh, the PowerPoint slides that had the uh, Shona and Debele words. So we had to take some time. We had to copy and paste those words from the powerpoint into like a format that we HTML, could use yeah yeah, yeah. At, at that time it was it was xml we're using uh, xml oh. so yeah hoping into xml so we're, i kind of have to figure figure this out my brothers at that time when i was living with helped me my girl my wife was that time was my girlfriend she also helped me 
like in the evenings, people would be copying and pasting and sending the, the files to me. So wow. it was a it was an effort that took a lot of people. But at the end, we managed to get all the wins. How long did it take? Like how many weeks? Months? It took, it took a, no months actually. It took okay. it took a long time. Yeah, it was at that time when they were doing the copy and pasting. I was also learning how to how to write an Android application. So it took it took some time. So we managed to to do that. And so now I just figure out how do I actually get this application into people's hands? Because like now I I the application was working. How do I get it into people's hands? So now I have to figure out how do I publish an app? So remember this time I was still in school. How do I publish an app onto Play Store and to Google that to figure that out? I managed to figure it out. I, I put it on, on on Play Store. I think that was 2013. Yeah, that was the end of 2013. That's when I released the first uh, Shona him now. And then after that, I did another one for, for Ndebele. And I was, you know, I was I was amazed by the reception. People loved, uh, people loved, you know, you could go on, on the app store, you could download a hymnal that has Shona words. Like imagine someone in the UK, someone in the US is basically singing the same, the Shona words that they used to sing when they were back home. So people loved that a lot. I got a lot of reception and and I, I felt good. I felt like, you know, I'm doing something that's uh, that's making a difference. I felt like you know people are appreciating what I what I what I'm doing. And from there, I decided, you know what? I think I want to. This is what I want to do, because I that experience of you being faced with a challenge, solving the problem, putting in people's hands, and people actually appreciating the work that you that you've done. I think it's worth more than money. It's it's, it's that time I did not because the app was for free. I was not doing it for for. For me to get rich or anything like that, I was just doing it for the experience, and the experience was was amazing. So yeah, I can say for for me, that's how I got into Android uh, development from that app. So in 2014, uh, when I was now, I started doing my BTEC. I was doing BTEC uh, full time, but I also needed to you know to to pay for my fees, so I had to look for look for a job. So I remember. I applied, I sent my CV at uh, this company. And and you know, it's amazing. I, I was replied by the CEO of that of that company. And he said to me, why don't you come for, for an interview? So so like in software development, what I've learned is that uh, what you studied in school, it's it's important, but it doesn't really help. It doesn't really uh, what what can I say? It's it's what's more important, what the people look at is what you've done. The work that you've done. This is what I've built. This is what I'm, I'm. I can I can present to you. This is what I've done. The degrees that you've done. Yes, they are they are good. They give you that foundation that you need. But what's more important uh, is what you need to stress more is is building. You know, just build websites, build application. You know, build software. Yeah, uh, just learn as you as you go. So when I went to the interview with this with the CEO. He, he didn't really ask me like you know uh, ask about software questions or anything like that. He just asked me tell me tell me about yourself. That's the question that he he asked me, and I I told him about myself, and I I narrated to him this story that I just narrated to you, and I told him this is how I built this uh, this mobile application. It's like oh you've got a mobile application, and it's on the on the app so it's on the Play Store, and then I showed him the application, and he at that time he had more than fifty fifty thousand downloads at that time. So he was like, you know, this young man is just coming from school. He doesn't have any work experience. 
but at least he's built something that at least 50,000 people have said yes to this. 50,000 people have said, no, I want to use this software. So that's, that makes a, a difference. So I think, he, and he gave me a chance. He's, you know, that's how I got my first job in, in, in 2014 in, in, in Cape Town. So yeah, long story short, I feel like uh, God used me to, to, to make this mobile application and it, I, I'm the one who benefited more than the, right now it's got maybe over 500,000, over half a million downloads, people are using the, the application. And I'm the one who's benefited the, the, the most because now I, I'm a senior Android engineer, I'm doing this for, for, you know, for, for, for life. So yeah, I'm the one who benefited the most just from, from this. So I ended, I ended up working for that company for like four years. Yeah, and then yeah, long story short, yeah, I'm 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 here. So that's how I got into software. A long, a long answer to your to your question. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really love it. Um, yeah. You know, just reading your profile and obviously the yeah. apps you've built and you working at all these different cool places, yeah. I would have never thought that there was a time where maybe you had challenges in school, anything like that, which I yeah. think is so important because I think some people or parents even are very harsh or society is very harsh with people when they, you know, have challenges early on. Um, and mm -hmm. also software development is a field where people think it's so scary. It's so hard. And yet yeah. here you are, it was more the Google searching and the initiative yeah. and the drive that got you to complete the app. Um, not just the theory you learned in school. So yeah. What do you think was the main thing that was missing? Maybe the time you were having challenges versus the time where you were like, okay, someone is having this idea for an app and I am going to do it by myself or with a little bit mm -hmm. of help and I believe in myself. Uh, I'm not afraid of failing. Um, and all this knowledge that you had to learn in the process, like what changed, I guess, for you? Were you always that person or what was missing? What inspired you yeah i would say the short the short answer to that is is i i, I believe god was was using me so here's here's the thing if you if you're passionate about what you're doing so like i, I said when i was in when i was in school i i, I loved uh, java i think we did uh, java we did some c sharp we did c but java was my favorite like language i loved it i was one of the the best students in the in the, in the, in the class and I loved it. I, I, you know, you could, I could do it for free. I could, you could tell me build the software, and I could do it for free because I enjoyed it. So for me, I feel like just having a passion on on what you're doing. If you, if this is what you love to do, like if I'm faced with this problem, and I write software, I write codes to be able to solve this problem, and that gives you that fulfillment. If you're passionate about something, it can take you further than even 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 thought about. Like if I tell you when I was in school at that time when I was uh, trying to figure out how to build this application, I would have never thought that one day uh, I'll become an Android engineer or become who I am today. That was far-fetched for me. I, I never thought about that. I was just solving uh, the, the, the challenge that I had at that time, you know, and then God used me to be able to, you know, to get further than that. So I think the most important thing is, is if you're passionate, passion takes you a, a long way. Yeah. Passion, being passionate and, and hard work, because this this took a lot of hard work. I, I won't lie, hard work from my side and also the people that that helped me. So sometimes you might look at a challenge, you're like, "There's no way I'm able to to do this." If I'm tell, if I tell you, 
uh, take take these words. I'm talking about 300, 400 songs that you're copying from Shona. And then you have to take 300, 400 songs in the belly and then, and then copy and paste. It's like, you think about all the, the words. Think about all that work that you have to, you have to do. But, but then if you think about it, someone had to do it. Someone had to put those words from onto that PowerPoint slide. Someone took the effort, took the time to be able to do that. So that you know, and that 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 PowerPoint slide is used all over the world by people who are presenting in church, you know, and, and so that takes someone just to be just to be faithful in that uh, uh, job that you've been given, that work that you've been given to do at that time. If you just be faithful, that God will use you to do even bigger things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is, yeah. and I think there's also other work as well that we haven't talked mm. about about also. The software development itself, and I'm sure you had to bring together even a support team in case people yeah. are using the app of problems and the yeah. constant monitoring, managing. Um, I don't know if you put it on the cloud. Like it's, I've tried. I'm developing an app too with a team, and mm. it's a lot of moving parts. At the end mm. of the day, it's not just you being talented, but you really need to yes. be a good manager of your time and yes, yeah. not give up. So props to you mm. for doing that because I know you have other apps as well. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense because when you introduce yourself, you are like, I am Tinasha, I'm SDA. So, <laughs> so that's like your number one identity, it seems. And so your apps, I see they are very much in line with that, um, yeah. which is really great. But would you call yourself an entrepreneur then? Or would you say it just happened as a coincidence that you now have these apps that you can generate income from or if you're generating the income, maybe you're donating it somewhere. But um, would you say you're an entrepreneur or is just a side effect of you creating things that can generate income? Uh, I would say I wish I was an entrepreneur, but okay. um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at the stage of my life, I'm trying to figure out, uh, should I, like I've, I've, I've partnered with people, you know, to start with someone as an idea, let's build this application we build it together at the end of the day, it doesn't work out. And then I partner with another person, we do this at the end of the day, it doesn't. So I'm thinking to myself, maybe this entrepreneurship thing is not really for me. Maybe in this case, when I yeah. when I did when I did the work that I did, it was kind of an entrepreneur, uh, you know, I did entrepreneurship things, but I don't maybe I don't consider myself as an entrepreneur. Right. So maybe I'm i I'm still trying to to figure that out. And and I I don't I don't really make uh uh, income from these from these uh, applications. The the I, I do have donations, and the donations I use them like to pay for things like hosting, like Firebase hosting, and and, and all that stuff. So I, I I want to keep it like that because these apps that I made are the foundation of of where I am. So I'm already benefiting. I'm already reaping the fruits of the work that I've done. So I don't really want to like to make people pay for 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 this. I think I'm already benefiting. I'm actually oh good uh, more than i can even get from from these apps yeah yeah i've already been paid god has already paid me back for for the work i did yeah yeah that's right that's right okay yeah. i i really like that um so why you move on obviously you worked with this company and it looks like you also worked for instacart which is yeah. a hit here in north america yeah. uh what was it like working there and I guess, um, what led you to moving on to Slack? 
so when I worked at Instacart, it was I worked there for like one year, two months. So when I when I moved to when I moved to Canada, I was at uh, the Weather Network. I don't know if you know the Weather Network, the the weather the weather app. So that's the company that brought me from Cape Town to 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 Canada, and I worked there for seven, one year, seven months, and then I I I moved to to Instacart. So at Instacart, it was great. It was the types of uh, problem that we were solving. They were like it was just amazing. It was it was you know it was great. But at the end of the day. I felt like it it's it was uh the work life balance was kind of challenging for for me at that time because I'm someone who's who now now has two two daughters mm. I have to have time for for them and time for work and I think maybe maybe one of the big things that contributed to that is like Instacart was one of the first big tech companies that I worked for so you know that imposter syndrome you like you know I'm, I'm just a guy from from Zimbabwe I was born in I find myself in, in working at Instacart I mean these meetings with these big people and you feel like you know maybe I'm not supposed to be here so I think it kind of got uh, uh, the the better part of me maybe maybe there was work like balance with the combination of those of those two yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. mean, Instacart, it's very young, right? There's probably like a startup culture. They pour yes, so many yes. things onto you and they're yeah. trying to, um, I don't know, keep up their standard because I think they're at the top of obviously food delivery. So I say if I was if I was young, if I was 27, maybe 27 years old, 25 years old, and maybe not married, not have any kids, maybe I would have stayed at Instacart. It was, I would say it's, it's, it was not for me at that time because at my, at the stage I am in my life, I need to, I need to spend more time. I've been doing, I've been doing mobile applications for like eight years professionally, more than eight years now. I've, I'm at the time where I feel like I, I need to, to have time for my, for my family and it's my mental health. And we just came from COVID, you know, and it's been it hasn't been easy for everyone. I'm sure at, at some point everyone had depression. Like 2020, 2021, at some point you were depressed. At, at some point, you know, during COVID. So I was I driving. Like, <laughs> yeah, Just kidding. Good for you. <laughs> well, thank God for that. But yeah, at some point, uh, yeah. So I feel like uh, I want to just trying to protect my mental health and have have time for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, 2020, obviously, we're sad for all the people who passed away, but I think it was almost a necessary time for our human race to just reflect and all yeah. kind of go through the same thing and look at the bigger problems. Um, but in general, what have been some of the big lessons you've learned since you moved from, uh, let's just say, Southern Africa to Canada? Mm. Yeah, so I would say I'll go, I'll go back to like uh, to, to to like opportunities. I feel like when, when I moved here to North America, there's opportunities like that I would never have gotten when I was in 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 in, in South Africa or in, in Zimbabwe. Like like I, now that I'm working for Slack, I would have never gotten that opportunity uh, back if I was in, in South Africa. So like you can. You can just think of an idea, like for example, I can think of an idea, I can build an app, I can get funding, I can be able to, you know, be an entrepreneur. So I, I feel like those opportunities are there back home, but maybe the chances of you making it are maybe, it's much more difficult than what you are here. So it's basically, there's a lot of opportunities. And then another thing that I've seen, like if you're working at these big tech companies, sometimes you work with uh, 
uh, interns, people who are coming from college, who are just maybe in their final year of college, and then they are doing the internship at Facebook, they're doing the internship at Google. So I feel like for, for someone like me, remember I say that sometimes you'd get the imposter syndrome, like, oh, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. But if you are if you are in college, in your final year, that you get the chance to go and work at Google, go get a chance to go and work at Facebook, you're working with those big tech uh, people while you're still in college, right? And then you get that experience of this is how it's, this is how it's like working at a big tech company, and then you go back to school, right? You finish your you finish your your, your studies, you get your degree, and then after that you start looking for a job. If you get an interview at Google, it's not much of a big deal because you've already what you've already worked at Google before. You know how it's like, so you're much more relaxed than someone who was like me who never went through in like all oh, that. This is like my first time working at a big tech company. I'm I'm just in there. I'm like coming in as a senior engineer. A lot of expectations from me. So yeah, there's a lot of advantage, I guess, for 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 if you're being based here, if you studied here, there's a lot of opportunities for you. The sky is the limit. You can really do anything that you are you're passionate about. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I think like with all things, it will eventually take time. I think at some point like I don't know. You just acclimatize better as well. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, we're going to go into some of the top questions that software developers have. We're going to start with, I don't know, a controversial one. What is the best programming language to learn? Uh, the best programming to learn is the one that you, you, that's, that you're able to learn at that time or that you need to be able to, to solve the, the, the problem that you want to solve. So let me explain. A programming language is a tool, right? For for someone who's maybe fixing a car, you at, at, at a certain stage you need a hammer. At a certain stage you need a, a spanner. You don't need a hammer for everything. So uh, so that programming language that you want to 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 use, or it depends on the problem that you have. So it's just a tool. Use it like as that. And I'd say, uh, but for for beginning, if you want to just in, in the beginning maybe learn Java learn some Java, maybe learn some JavaScript. Java and JavaScript, yeah, basically that can that can take you uh, far, yeah. Yeah, I agree. What yeah. is the best way to stay up to date with software engineering trends? I would say, yeah, maybe a few months ago, I would say, oh, be active on Twitter, but maybe not, not, not so much these days, but yeah. Try to try to find people that you that that you that inspire you. Look at someone if you say in five years' time I want to be like Nyasha, for example. I want to be like like Nyasha. So you follow Nyasha on Twitter. You look at Nyasha; he's busy tweeting about you know things that are trending. So try to 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 because in software development you're always learning. It's not like I I did computer science. I know everything. It, that, that doesn't work. Every single day you're always learning. Things are always changing. The software is always changing, so try to follow people that you that aspire you, and then as they talk about what's what's latest, you're trying to learn as much as 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 you can. Be someone who wants to learn continuously. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with the Twitter usage. Uh, yeah. I was actually going to ask you because I, you know, when I'm looking for what to ask my guests, I look at their social media profiles or online presence, and I saw you're only mainly active on Twitter, maybe Instagram, but I don't have access. So yeah, I was actually going to ask where that comes from. And it looks like software development was a huge part of it. Um, yeah. And it is like a huge resource. Uh, but next, what, 
what's changed since you started software development? What do you feel like is a huge change since you started uh, developing and what's changed in that industry? Oh, yeah, I've been doing this for maybe, I would say a long time, so maybe I, I won't be able to answer that, but I would say <laughs> uh, maybe something that I don't like that I that I see these days, like on social mm -hmm. media, I feel like people are always arguing about uh, about this is the right uh, this is the right architecture to use this is the wrong architecture to use this is the right language to use this is the wrong language to use and i feel like people waste time on 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 those things but it's it's you must use what is what is good for what is appropriate for the solution that you want to solve right instead of saying one you know one tool does not solve every problem that you that you have so basically don't waste time on what is what what is the best architecture what is the best language think about what is the best for what you want to do at that, at that time yeah right and sometimes it's even what is your team able to what does your team want to use like if everyone yes. is using java then maybe not not js um yeah. yeah that's interesting but also yeah next question what is the obviously thinking of ai and everything that's happening in the world what is the job outlook for software engineers? Do you ever worry about uh, what your job might look like in the future and stuff like that? No, not, not at all. For me, I think uh, if by answer, maybe it might be someone that Android engineers would, would, would understand. But if I look at Android development, there's a lot of things that change like almost, almost all the time when API is deprecated. So I feel like an AI won't be able to keep up with that. We we, we kind of need the people who have already been doing Android development for, like for a long time to be able to maintain that. So I feel like even AI is being built by you know people like me or software engineers. So I don't really feel like yeah I don't I feel like I'm still okay for the next five ten years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about the general job outlook? How do you think software engineering jobs? their numbers are going to change are they going to be more and yeah what kind of roles do you see i would say it's 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 a bit difficult now because things and things are not okay the the market like economy is a bit difficult right now companies are shutting down people who started their, like their startups are shutting down so if you've there was a lot of like a few years ago. There was a lot of demand for software development because you know startups are big uh, uh, developing these uh, ideas that they need software engineers. But right now, companies are shutting down. So it's a bit of a of a risk, I guess, in the market at the moment. But yeah, I would say that's that's the only thing I can say is is is, is a challenge now. The economy right now is is yeah, it's very difficult. Everyone is is worried. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do some quick questions and then wrap up. Like my Zoom is not the pro version, <laughs> so it's going to end. Um, okay. What is your favorite novel? Novel. Oh, I'm, uh, I don't read novels. Uh, <laughs> I don't read novels. I think my, my wife does, but I don't read novels. If I have time to read a, uh, to read a book, I would, I would, I would read a, a spirit of prophecy. So I'll just give you an example a book like May Desire of Ages. That's it's not really a novel, but it's a yeah. Okay. It's a, that's what I would favorite read, yeah. favorite hymn in Shauna. Uh that'll be hymn uh, number thirty-one. Yeah, it's called. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm 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 trying to it's like Akuna uh, Akuna um, I think Akuna Musha something like that. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, most person who inspires you the most? Person who inspires me the most. I could give you three. <laughs> three. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I'd give some uh, Android engineers uh, that I follow on Twitter that I feel like they inspired me. I've been following them for 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 long for a long time, uh, and then I, 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 I'm a person who doesn't really like like everything about this person or everything about that person. I kind of like this one part of of you. This is what I like, or that one person uh, part about you. So it's kind of difficult to pick a person and say uh, I'm I'm inspired by this person. But yeah. I would say if, if I pick one person, I, I, uh, I'd have watched Stripe and see what did, like uh, the work that he has done, the thing that he has managed to accomplish in his life. Yeah, that's something that I, I say I'm, I'm inspired by. Yeah. What do you miss the most about Zimbabwe? Uh, what I miss most about Zimbabwe is not not feeling different when I go to a, to a place somewhere. Yeah. Like, would for you... example, if I, if I go to a supermarket, I, I, that feeling that no, I'm I'm the only black person in this supermarket. That's what I I miss. Yeah, <laughs> that's huge. Um, yeah. what's your favorite pizza topping? Last question. Pineapple. <laughs> yes. Okay. Pineapple. Okay. Um. Fine. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tinashe, for coming to this platform. We had such a wonderful time getting to know you and um, hearing all your words of wisdom and your experience um, as a software developer. So for the people who think Tinashe is very good, I also want to follow him on Twitter or I want to see what he's doing or talk to him more. How can they reach you? Uh, yeah, on Twitter, my Twitter handle is first name, last name, Tinashe Mzondiwa. I'm, um, I'm not really active on, on Twitter, I just retweet and like. Yeah, that's what I do. Sometimes I I I I tweet uh, uh, jokes, but they're not really funny. So yeah, maybe you can follow me on, on Facebook. I'm also not not Facebook not uh, posting much on Facebook. I'm 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 a very private person. Yeah. Okay, so Tinasha, you have the opportunity to shout out any three people, dead or alive, um, on this podcast. Shout out to three people. Yeah. Yeah, I'd uh, yeah, I'd say my 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 sister. I wouldn't be where I am if if it wasn't for 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 her, my older sister. Yeah, I and uh, my mother. My mother is late. Yeah, I I I miss her. Yeah, and then uh, obviously my my wife. Yeah. Your daughters <laughs> are not gonna be happy about this. <laughs> They wouldn't be there if it wasn't for their mother. So, yeah. Oh, that is true. That is true. Okay. Yeah. Lastly, can we have a word of advice for anyone trying to, so to to become a software developer or who is afraid that maybe they won't make it or they also have imposter syndrome? Yeah, I would say uh, whatever you have, wherever you are, you can always start with whatever you have at the moment. You don't need you don't need a, an expensive MacBook. You don't need an expensive computer. You don't need the fastest internet. All you need you, you do need a computer. You can even do it like you can even like go out and borrow a computer or something like that. Put whatever you have at the moment. Do the best that you can. And you don't even need a degree. There are you know, boot camps that you can do. There are free courses online that you can find that will teach you uh, what programming is, what languages you can learn, and and. All, all it really takes is you being passionate. If you're passionate about solving problems, 
then software development is 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 good for you. Yeah. Great words. I would listen to those if I was an aspiring developer. Uh, yeah. Tanasha, it's been so wonderful having you on this platform. We are closing up now. Um, everyone who's listening, don't forget to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening there, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. And if you want to be part of this series with software developers, DM me on Twitter or look for the form that I have on my link tree. Thank you so much. Bye.